0: The COVID-19 pandemic has revealed weaknesses in healthcare systems the world over. In Europe, special attention was paid to the elderly, a high-risk group for the coronavirus. But while wealthy countries have a vast network of care homes and hospitals caring for the elderly, much of this care in Africa is done by families. And as cases mount across the continent, this gap in elderly care is becoming a major concern. This is a DW Africa link special podcast on the coronavirus. I'm Kai Nebe. But first, we're going to look at the coronavirus pandemic and the latest news on the African continent. And to help me with that, I've got Michael Ochi from DW in the studio today. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Kai.
0: Michael, big news this week was that one million cases of coronavirus in Africa.
1: Indeed. And, you know, this attests to the fact that the coronavirus is spreading. Even as more people appear to be letting their guard down, um, Kai, you know, there is, I sense that there's a bit of COVID-19 fatigue setting in. People are beginning to say we need to return to normalcy as much as possible. And that really, honestly, is not being helpful.
0: But I mean, one million is a lot, of course, but, you know, many countries in Africa have not really been counting.
1: Indeed, indeed, particularly countries like Tanzania, which has for many, many weeks now not published any numbers. So it is, it is hard to say for sure if indeed one million is a true reflection of the state of affairs on the continent. And again, it's important to point out that the experts are saying that we haven't really reached the peak. So let's talk about one million. One million also means that more people are dying. So far, over 22,000 people have died. And in countries like Ghana, where I'm from, COVID-19 barrier has become a very hot topic, Kai.
0: Reaching this mark of 1 million, is there any positive news at this stage?
1: Well, the, the positive news, I would say, I'm not sure if you can describe it as positive, but only two countries in Africa, Egypt and South Africa, account for more than 75% of the cases. So it means that the remaining um, countries have lower numbers, which in some sense is good. Um, But again, when we look at this vis-a-vis the lack of testing, then we have to tamper uh, the good news with some sort of caution.
0: As it's often also been said that we have had one million cases of coronavirus, but of those, by far, the biggest number have actually recovered, correct?
1: That is correct. More than 690,000 people have recovered. And that
0: is a true sense good news. In terms of the recoveries, like have there been any uh, developments regarding the medicine as we reach this mark? Yes,
1: yes, indeed. A few months ago, uh, hydroxychloroquine became a very hot topic. Hot potato, I think, is a very apt description. Um, It started when President Donald Trump um, alleged that it could help in the treatment of COVID-19. The World Health Organization has said that there is no evidence to back this claim, but what this has done is to create a demand for hydroxychloroquine. And I grew up on this drug. It's a, it's um, a home remedy for treating malaria. And many families in Africa use this to treat malaria.
0: But so you yourself have used it?
1: I have used it. When I was a kid, when I had malaria, I mean, hydrochloroquine was one of those drugs that was prescribed. But because of this news surrounding this drug, it's become... Um, how to come by it and there are cartels forming around the supply of this drug and there are fake versions in the system now and the ultimate impact of this is that the poor families who need truly need this drug are denied.
0: Michael Otti, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: While the coronavirus outbreak poses health risks to everyone, those in or working in elderly care are facing steeper challenges. Across Africa, the lack of state safety nets or even national policies for caring for the elderly is hampering any attempt to keep over 65 safe. Scientists and health professionals have identified older people as high risk for COVID-19 because their immune systems are generally weaker. DW correspondent in Uganda Wambi Michael looks at the challenges facing elderly people and their caregivers as COVID-19 threatens their health either directly or indirectly.
2: 80-year-old Gladys is confined in a wheelchair on the outskirts of Kampala. She has colon cancer and regularly needs a refill of oromorphine and palliative care from a hospice located just 12 kilometres from here, but she has not been there since March because the government had restricted travel as part of the lockdown. Also, her family fears that she can contract the virus when she mixes with other sections of the public. But Gladys is lucky. Her daughter Imelda has managed to get necessary medication, but not without difficulty.
1: The availability of these drugs uh, around the time of COVID-19 reach Hospice Africa and they have limited uh, limited quantity of uh, morphine and then you so if we have these services provided nearby you may have a sickly person but you do not know how to care you may think getting her morphine from from Hospice is just good enough but there's a lot more that uh, caretakers have to give
2: across Africa only Uganda Kenya Rwanda and South Africa have policies catering for elderly palliative care and support, but Imelda says in Uganda policies exist only on paper and are not enforced. Caregivers like herself struggle to help terminal ill elder persons. We need
1: government support, social security for the elderly. I'm so surprised, of course, as a caregiver, to know that these policies are there, but they are never in effect. But uh, what I think the future for Palliative care, especially to the elderly, is to have government policy on social security.
2: Arthur Namara is the founder of HealthNest Uganda, an organization offering spiritual, psychological and bereavement counseling to elderly persons and their caregivers. Being in a high-risk category for COVID-19, Namara says people have stopped making use of his organization services older persons were fearing to go to the health centers either because they can easily contract uh, COVID in these public places and because of their vulnerable nature because of other underlying conditions uh, there was no any organized uh, response to reach out older persons in the communities rose nanyonjo is a griatic expert at kampala's mild make hospital offering HIV AIDS, palliative care and support, says COVID-19 has become an extra burden on specialized services. According to Nanyonjo, there are few professionals in the elderly and palliative care in Uganda.
1: Resources are limited. The attitude towards the elderly is also negative in some cases. The myths and misconceptions, they are blamed. Maybe they're getting old, pray they did something, And the patient support system sometimes is not good, poor housing and loss of property, their their land is sold, and also the psychological trauma.
2: With COVID-19 cases rising steadily in Uganda, the elderly are at risk of being left even further behind Uganda's
0: healthcare system, despite being the population group most at risk. That was Wambi Michael bringing us those voices from Kampala. In West Africa, many elderly Ghanaians don't get any state assistance. This means they have to rely on family support, and this often involves interacting with young people. During a global pandemic that has already claimed many lives and livelihoods, this is a dangerous mix. DW's Isaac Kalechi caught up with one retiree in Accra trying to make ends meet.
3: Georgina Kali is 60 and suffers from ulcers and other health conditions that put her at risk of COVID-19. She isn't receiving pension because she never worked in a state agency or had formal employment. Georgina's children have been trying to take care of her since the pandemic hit, But even they are
4: battling. Many of my children don't work for the state and they have lost their jobs. So I hardly get help from them to survive in these difficult moments. Getting food to eat is sometimes tough. I am really helpless and frustrated. She tries
3: to obey all the needed health protocols to remain safe.
4: To be safe, I hardly go out nowadays and if I go out, I wear my nose mask and go with my hand sanitizer. Once I return, I wash my hands before touching my grandchildren. But I don't have anything to do in town. I don't go out because of the health risk for people like me.
3: Still, she feels the ghanian government needs to support vulnerable groups such as earthly people
4: the government has provided us with free water for three months but for elderly people like me it's about food and our medicines they are the most crucial the government during the lockdown shared food but not many of us got it we need more
3: the pandemic and lack of support is also taking a toll on Georgina psychologically.
4: I am really scared for my life. Anytime I go to the hospital to get my medicines, I have to always wear the face masks because of my health condition. I am really worried if I get infected, it will get worse for me.
3: With public health systems under strain, And a tattered social safety net in Ghana, support for the elderly may still be left in the hands of family members for some time.
0: Isaac Kaleji bringing us that voice from Ghana. Staying in West Africa, Cameroon, mathematics teacher Tangang Tamambang Andrew lives in Bambili, close to Mbamenda in northwest Cameroon. He retired after a 30-year-long teaching career. He has a state pension and familial support. I was one of the lucky persons. Immediately I went on retirement. Three months later I had my pension, so I've not had any problem with uh, assistance from government. But when it comes to accessing healthcare, Andrew has very different problems. In Northwest Cameroon, civil instability and armed conflict makes travel unsafe. And hospitals have become hotspots because everyone goes there to seek help. As
2: of uh, for the past three, four months, we have not been to the hospital because we fear what is happening there. We hear that people there are being harassed and uh, so we fear to go to the hospital. So we try as much as
0: possible to take care of ourselves at home. While conflict situations like these in Cameroon are not present in every African country, the outlook for African nations' ability to look after their senior citizens has been almost an afterthought. And while the continent so far has been spared of the coronavirus death tolls seen in the USA and Europe among the elderly, important infrastructure, funding and policy remains negligible for senior citizens. This was a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus. Special thanks to Isaac Kalechi, Wambi Michael, and Jean Marie Ngong Song and our production team here in Bonn, Germany. Stay safe and bye for now.